Hello. Hi. How are you, jean shirt? It's a cool jean shirt. It is cool. I like it. We'll start out every episode, pre-show, pre-roll, will be about my wardrobe and my evolving fashion sense. Is it new? Of course it's new. I'm an adult now. Yeah? I dress like an adult. You look better than me. Now I feel gross. Well, you know, some people realize that they're getting a little bit older and they do the things that they need to do. Like what? Buy new shirts? Yeah, change their clothes, get cardigans. (laughs) Okay, and then next week we'll find a new thing. We'll 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 discover the newer the the newest thing that's keeping you not young, but just um I don't know, alive in your body. No, 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 no. I'm not I'm not claiming to be young. No. Getting a cardigan and saying, I understand what's happening, I can't do anything to stop it. And then a jean shirt like this, a denim shirt. Mm-hmm. It says, I don't know what it says. I have no clue. It says, I'm a little bit older, but look how cool I still look. I'm not trying. It's, it doesn't look like I'm trying so hard. I'm not going for a look. But you know what? I look pretty cool. I'm a 49er. That's <laughs> what it says. I would have never been a 49er. Oh, the rush no. for gold. I need gold. I'm going to go find gold. What a pathetic life you have going on. Is is that also like when when uh, people were moving out to the West to uh, like claim land? Like if they if they had if they had a homestead for a year, then they got the land that they were on. Don't ask me the laws of the wild, wild West. Oh, OK, I thought you knew all about that. No, no, I don't like the West. I was never interested. Oh, really? I was never interested in the Wild West. Uh, the reason I bring up the 49er thing is like you want you want a valuable thing to mine for? It's love. Mine your own heart. You don't need to go out and mine for gold. And then Yeah, uh, don't don't risk your entire family over months of rough terrain and then to only lose two of your six kids. Well, a lot of those dudes I don't even think you had families, those 49ers. Oh, really? Real vagabonds. Hobos, ne'er do wells. They said, I ain't got nothing going on in my life. I'll head out west mm-hmm. and look for some gold and try to strike it rich easily I've never put in any time to learn about myself or the world around me but I hear there's gold out there and gold's easy I'm just gonna go dig around well people play the powerball <laughs> the west it's a little a little less risky the west by the way yeah a lawless land I have no interest in a lawless land where only the most alpha survive where the guys go around and they kick the broads to the street when they're done having sex with them and pull the guns mm-hmm. on each other. Pfft. What is this, your definition of man? For some reason, though, this is what's presented, and people really got swept up in this iconography of the American mm-hmm. cowboy. Well, which- it's rustic, you know, and then you can put a personality on them that's, like, altruistic, you know, like... They're around all the shitheads out there, but they're the good ones that are trying to make it a better place, protecting the women and children from, you know, the guy who has like a real dirty mustache and yellow teeth and like spits his chew or whatever and it drips down his cheek or whatever. (laughs) They always portray the bad guy in those Westerns the same exact way. 
I was really bummed that Back to the Future 3 took place in the West. They had a time machine. I love Back to the Future 3. Nah, they could have gone anywhere they wanted. Doc should have been sent back accidentally by that lightning strike to the dinosaur times. And then Marty had to go. Marty finds a a tombstone that's carved in a cave wall. And it says, here dies Doc Brown, destroyed by T-Rex, instead of Mad Dog Tannen. If you if they really did that, how horrible would those that computer graphics of a dinosaur be in in that movie? That would be so bad. No, but the, here's the thing: Jurassic Park honestly was only a few years removed. Is that true? Back to the Future. Yeah, but the, but the technology changed crazy from then. Back to the Future was '85. Uh huh. I mean, it was set in '85, but I think it was released in '85, so it was shot before '84. Let's say. And then Back to the Future 2 and 3 were actually supposed to be one movie, but it was so long they cut it into two, but it shot at the same time. So oh, let's I just let's just say 86, 87 it shot. And then you had Jurassic Park probably shooting in 1990. Right. Did it come out in 92? Jurassic Park? No. Yeah. 91. That's what's insane really? about it. Wow. But things, technology-wise, things change, you know, veer off in a crazy different direction pretty quickly oh i was completely wrong it's 93 <laughs> it's all the same what did i say 92 yeah sorry 93 okay. so that's a that's a big jump that's five still... years was it like five years okay i guess in terms of technology i'll give them five yeah. years 93 Man, though dinosaurs would have looked like shit <laughs> if that was in that movie sure well then they should have gone to i don't know then I'm sure. Okay, the Wild West was maybe the best choice. And then that weird thing at the end of that movie where that kid points at his crotch when they're when they're when Doc and his wife and his two kids are saying goodbye to them on that train. Do you know that thing? No. Yes, where the the one of the kids up there does this weird thing where he like points at his crotch. He goes he like taps on it. Boop boop boop. You looking it up? 12 of the most distracting extras in movie history. Star Wars. All right, here's a here's a distracting extra in Star Wars. Storm, well, he hits oh, his head on yeah, the... Okay, you know this. Yeah. Nerd. <laughs> Dork. Back to the Future 3. At the very end of the Back to the Future Part 3, Doc Brown shows up in Hill Valley in 1985 in a brand new time machine made from the locomotive he used to help get Marty back to the future. And no, it's not the one he used to help get Marty back to the future because that one went off of the edge of a cliff. He That's just, right. Totally different. Uh, you can't even trust this. They don't even get their no. facts right. They can't even, yeah, they can't even get the first sentence right. When Doc is introducing his new family to Marty and Jennifer, you can clearly see Doc's youngest son, Vern, played by Daniel Evans gesturing for help and then pointing to his groin it appears oh that's right he goes like this he's like he like does a come hither thing with his fingers and then he goes boop 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 it appears he needs to go to the bathroom but didn't want to stop the take all right let me watch this i've never <laughs> never noticed this come on <laughs> 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 
I've never noticed. He just looks like he's in pain. That yeah. Poor, that poor child also looks like he's an 80-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. Daniel. Is his name Daniel or Daniel? Daniel. D-A-N-N-E-L. Well, th- that's why he's a, he looks like that because they forgot to spell his name right. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory during the Candyman song, one of the little girls almost gets smacked in the jaw when the creepy candy store clerk lifts the hatch to let the children yeah. on the counter. I think we've talked about that before. Ghostbusters, just before the Ghostbusters battle, Gozer the Gozerian. They, they greet cheering fans just outside Dana Bartlett's Barrett's. Sorry, I've been watching West Wing Bartlett. Dana oh. Barrett's Central Park West apartment building when the fans is an overly enthusiastic businessman who screams, Ghostbusters, all right. And he draws attention himself and away from the Ghostbusters. <laughs> okay. Oh, I thought that was just an enthusiastic person in the crowd. Like they're all cheering for them, right? Yeah. I don't feel like that's a distraction. The Dark Knight Rises. When Batman and Catwoman are on the rooftop fighting Bane's goons, one of the henchmen poses in a fighting stance and then falls to the ground without getting hit. (laughs) I like that one. Teen Wolf. After the Beacon High School Beavers. Yes. When the basketball game at the tail end of Teen Wolf, you can see an extra in the gym's bleachers expose her underwear. She starts to cover up her unzipped jeans with a red sweater as the character Scott Howard hugs his dad. Once you notice this moment, you'll never watch Teen Wolf. In the same way again. God, I loved Teen Wolf. I got such, I was like so turned on when she was trapping him in back, like in that dressing room because she wanted to have sex with him or do something with him. But just whatever age I was when that was happening, I was like, <gasps> so sexy. <laughs> and then being John Malkovich Ooh. after he threatened, after they, you know, spill out into the New Jersey Turnpike. Yeah. Uh, John Malkovich himself gets angry with Craig, Craig Schwartz for making a business out of his inner thoughts. He threatens to sue him, and an extra throws a beer can at Malkovich's head when he begins to walk away. Uh, apparently this was not scripted, and a drunken extra thought up the scenario after multiple long and boring takes. Well, that doesn't sound like a bad extra. That sounds like that no. made that scene better. I will see you in court. That's what he says to him. In his weird Malkovich way. Yeah, being a movie extra. I guess most people just do what they're told, but some people, they really just want to be the star. They can't stand that someone else is there getting all the attention. And like, I'm in the scene. I'm going to do something to look at me. This will be my big break. Look at me. I'll be discovered. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Hey, get that guy. Let's Let's do a rewrite. Let's get him in the beginning of this movie. I'm in some kind of background on an episode of Law and Order. Oh, yeah. You're in a park or something? Yeah, I was just sitting there and they were shooting. And yeah. they say, you can stay here if you promise just to sit here and not create a scene and sign this. You know, I had to sign some paperwork. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the episode was. That's cool. You should find out what the episode is so that we can post it. Nah. 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 I was in two episodes of i was in the background of two episodes of real housewives no impossible yeah when housewives of atlanta it was the season finale of season one i think they went to the w hotel where i was cocktail waitressing i uh brought candy and her husband who died uh some food and then um and then they all came to wahoo where i was working uh over in decatur and i served them 
Like the way I just said impossible. You told me, you're like, no. yeah, this happened. I said, nah, impossible for no reason. I just ignored it, I think. Nah, impossible. You never make it onto those shows. They're uh, they're not scripted. Too talented. They're, they're not- like, uh, this is too beneath you, Autumn. Don't do it. Well, I mean, the the Housewives, these shows being not scripted, they're hanging out in cool places. And I just can't imagine you in any cool place. <gasps> well, I was working in those places, so you're sort of right. <laughs> Well, by that I mean, you actually would have hung out in cool places, and the places they hang out are lame. So I was just surprised. Yeah, because a cool place is not to, like a cool place for me is like hanging out with a friend <laughs> at their wherever. You know, it's not like at, oh, let's go to a club or let's go to this like new restaurant. Yeah, cool place because people are going there, and that's a thing. And then you can say like, oh, have you been to the new place on so and so in Park Place? A cool place on all these reality TV shows. They're really sad. I was watching 90 Day Fiance and they went to a Brazilian restaurant because. Oh, with the meat thing? Yeah, but because yeah. she was Brazilian and missed home and Brazilian food and they went in and, and it's like made a plaster and there's a really bad waterfall in there, but everyone's blown away. Like the, mm-hmm. the dude's mom was eating with them. She's like, the waterfall's beautiful. It's like, you guys are trash. Yeah, this is not real. Well, they lived in Vegas anyway, so. Oof. <laughs> The place where Oof. phony, phony luxury. Do they, does everybody who live in Vegas work for the casino? Is it like living in D.C. where it's like everybody works for the government? Uh, I think there are some businesses. There is a downtown district in Vegas oh, okay. that is away from the casinos. But for the most part, yeah, that's the main employer, right? Some- I would guess because what else is there? It's just a, like a weird plop of garbage in the desert. Yeah, and then you go a little farther out and then you can have like prostitution or something. Gaming and entertainment. That's uh, probably it. And then that's why that that show Pawn Stars uh, is set in Vegas. I, I assume a lot of pawn shops, people who need are desperate for mo- more money. So you have the leeches there mm-hmm. who uh, that's what you so that's what you have. Gaming, yeah. entertainment and leeches who are looking <laughs> for ways to rip you off because they know you're desperate. Yeah. Fuck that. Life in the desert. It's sad and you get syphilis. The desert's like, I'm going to be so hot during the day that you can't believe that this is something where people where people live. This is a place where people live. And then I'm going to get so cold at night. And you're going to say, what the fuck? I was so hot sweating my ass off earlier. Why am I now freezing? Desert's like, keep you on your toes. You shouldn't live here. <laughs> Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ, and uh, it's Autumn's week to pick the topic. My week. Your week. I didn't choose food. You didn't choose a food item, which quite often when we are discussing the topics that will be discussed on this show, because it's called One Topic, and each episode is supposed to focus on just one topic, Autumn quite often brings up food items. Mayonnaise. Pretzels. Controversial. Spicy mustard. Types of mustard. How about condiments? Peanut I'm butter. That down. Hold on. We did peanut butter. I know we did peanut butter. It was our most downloaded episode ever. Well, that's because, well, never mind. 
I was going to bring up, make up a, a complete lie and say it was because I named the show peanut butter on breasts. <laughs> which, which, Spreading peanut butter on dead ass. But I didn't. I oh, didn't. I'm going to download it. <laughs> Pussy ass boobs. Yeah, if you did. The best episode. If you did mayonnaise on pussy, it would be the most downloaded. <laughs> Somebody's listening with their children right now. I'm yeah. sorry, kids. We're talking about putting mayonnaise on a kitty. Don't do it. Don't do it. They don't like it. Anyway, I want to talk about animals. Yeah, so a kitty. That actually ties right in. You wanted to talk about oh. animals. Autumn likes animals. I do. I started down this weird rabbit hole today about animals <laughs> and some weird. Uh, Was that a joke? I didn't even. I didn't mean to do that. You started down a little rabbit hole. Whoa, Found yourself transversing a wormhole. Yep. Um. Move out the way, other podcasts. That was a cow. Yeah, you didn't have to push it that far. All right. Okay. Um, I went down a rabbit hole. Um, well, hold on. But before you do that, I would like to say, uh, last time we did an episode about a very specific interest, Greg likes trains. Oh. I was abandoned. I was left alone to do that. You were there on the show. But yeah. I, but I didn't get much from you. So now no, I'm, I'm making I really there. My body was physically there, but I left my body. I'm making you a promise right now that Autumn likes animals. I'm here. I'm here along for the the ride. Mm-hmm. Like a horseback ride. Yeah. <laughs> so I went down a rabbit hole today looking. I, I learned about um, these, these, uh, uh, fuck. <laughs> Edit this out. You know, you know that's not going to happen. Uh. Let me just ask you questions. Well, I have information about specific animals. What started this? What were you watching? Some Attenborough? I was scrolling through ridiculously dumb Facebook videos. And one of them was this lady reacting to hippos. And she was like a, I don't know, some kind of expert. And she was giving information about what the hippos were doing and uh, how they attacked how they're like vegetarians, but they were attacking this crocodile. There were like 50 hippos attacking this one crocodile. It was getting its ass kicked. Good. And then she started giving facts about hippos that were really interesting. Yeah, that they kill more people than crocodiles probably. They kill 500 people a year. And uh, we talk about like sharks being the deadliest whatever. They kill like five. No, hippos are aggressive. I know they're vegetarians, but... Man, the way they'll eat a whole eggplant, though, or a whole celery. A watermelon? Yeah, just chomp a cel- Eating a whole celery is not that big a deal. No, the whole thing. The whole celery. Oh, okay. Before you rip it apart into its stalks and its the bushel. What's it called? Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Is it a bushel of celery? Well, whatever. Lunch? Watching these things just chomp down. Those, just the, 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 the hinge of an, on its jaw. It's like a... It's like a door opening. It opens 130 degrees. Like, I don't know how that works. It unhinges itself. So you found, you just found the video. So it wasn't something as fancy as a David Attenborough Earth series. Yeah. 
No, because that's all full of like the bear enters the water. Its baby will soon be dead. I'll 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 have you know. Watch watch uh you know those those shows should just be called Watch Baby Animal. Get attached to a baby animal and then watch it be eaten alive. If you do Planet a Earth. if you do a search for David Attenborough nudes, sadly, <laughs> you know you get a picture of him young with his shirt off, but that's yeah. the best you're gonna get. I've taken off my shirt, and soon my pants will follow. My uncut penis will be magnificently erect. And a bird will eat seeds out of it. Sorry, I was I, I'm listening to wow. you. Wow, thanks I, for that. No, I was. I was anyway, I was what? I was. Hey, look, you want to know something cool about? Hold hippos? on, hold on a second. I was trying to look. I thought I was on to something. There was a picture that shows like the small of the man's back. I, was like, this, I thought, is this David Attenborough's back? Am I about to see his ass? And I was getting a little distracted, but it it's it's not. Don't, there's no point. Don't look it up. You know what? Uh, you want to know something interesting about hippos? Have you ever seen the, oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes. What, <laughs> tell me something interesting about the hippopotamus. They are closely, closely related to whales and porpoises. And they diverged from their little, whatever subset, like 55 million years ago. But genetically, just like just like um, uh, chimpanzees are closer genetically to humans than chimpanzees are to uh, gorillas. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. Then, yeah, hippos are super close to whales. Can you believe that? And they're called hippos are amph- they're, they're labeled as in, as in uh, 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 amphibious because they spend most of their entire life in the water. Isn't that cool? They're strange creatures, yes. I think that yeah. the hippopotamus is an animal that not enough people spend enough time thinking about. Because, again, just watch a video of the thing opening and closing its mouth. That alone, I'm like, what the fuck is this and thing? it's huge. Yes. It's huge. But there was... It's the biggest animal I've ever seen. I saw a video of a hippo farting. It got out of the, water, the water. And it just poop shot everywhere. Yeah. Its tail started wagging really quickly. Did you come yeah, across this? Yeah, it like windshield wipers its butthole <laughs> and sprays its poop everywhere. That's what they do. <laughs> what a what a beastly animal! But uh, this this video you're talking about the hippos fighting the crocodile. Thank God. I think while we're talking about animals in general, not just hippos, but that we can talk more about hippos, uh, crocodiles and alligators. If there were a genocide, genocide started against them, I would not fight it. I'd say get rid of them. No. I, I know that it ruins the food chain and that they serve a purpose. Yeah. I don't give a shit. These things are killing machines. That's all they exist for. I cannot stand them. I would get rid of them and venomous snakes and what? sharks. I don't want any of these things around. Why? What is your criteria of keeping those things as opposed to... A killer whale, an orca, they're also pretty big assholes of the ocean. Yeah, but you can befriend an orca. I've seen Free Willy. You can pet its tongue. It feels like bubble gum. Oh, it feels like bubble gum. Yeah, so that's the reason. If if there's no potential to befriend the <laughs> thing. <laughs> Make the sound that he makes when he's sad. <laughs> Hey, 
That's my only impression. He's, he's crying. He was crying because he was Holy captured. The the Jordan. It was Michael Jackson, huh? No, well, well people, people don't know that there's a treat coming up in the next week or so featuring uh, one of our topics will have something to do with Michael Jackson. Woo! Which <laughs> probably is not a selling point. I, I, I present that as if anyone's going to be scrambling uh, to listen in the future, checking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, where's that Michael Jackson episode coming out? Yeah. Breath being held. Is this the week it's coming out? I'm sorry that mm-hmm. I presented that. But trust me, the show will be good. When we get to this topic, it'll be good. But that's, that's the criteria. A snake. People keep these things as pets. No, thank you. A, a, a reptile does not give a shit about you. No, they sure don't. They're a horrible pet. I don't know. I don't know what person. I don't. You're you're if you're a lizard person, you're a specific kind of person. I also feel like they don't have personalities, meaning they all have the same demeanor. Any reptiles in general. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe if yeah. Steve Irwin were still around, he would claim differently. But Crikey. I guarantee that if you are close enough to hippos, you will notice differences in the personalities in the hippos like wow Franklin over there he's a little more testy yeah yeah and Winston okay so you're saying like mammals mammal okay I think mammals have different personalities and demeanors as opposed to birds I don't know enough about birds uh but you know I mean you can have a pet bird for your entire life and every time you put your hand in the cage they try and bite you yeah, but it's also trapped in a cage. So I would probably try to bite too. <laughs> Could you imagine it's being locked in a cage? I mean, yeah, it's, it's just in there. It wants to fly free. That's the point of the bird. It should be the freest of the animals. It has yeah. access to realms most creatures dream of. Well, that's what bothers me about elephants. When you go see elephants in the zoo. So let me get my elephant note. Wait, hold elephant. on. Elephant. You think an elephant... At the zoo, it's sad. Do elephants like to roam free, run free? Yes. They they walk uh, typically like six to twelve miles a day, and have been known to walk a hundred miles. They love they they want to walk. They want to go. Where do they go? Um, watering holes. <laughs> they have like paths that they follow. They're really, really incredible. Their trunk is the most sensitive organ for any mammal. How do they gauge this? How do they measure such a thing? I think it's about like uh, precision. You know, like I think the example that they gave was picking up a peanut and shelling it with the trunk and blowing out the carcass of the the outside the shell, (laughs) the shell of the peanut and eating the peanut on its own. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and it's a combination of their upper lip and their nose. So it's like their upper lip. It's the imagine if your upper lip and your nose just like started to fuse together and get longer and longer. It is a strange. I mean, I I I think about these animals and then we talk about their characteristics, their physical traits and that's strange, but the truth is any animal is strange. Yeah. We're strange. Yes, we are strange, but you know who, oh, no, elephants also do, there's only like a handful of animals that do burial rituals for the dead that they come across, 
Um, and elephants do that. And a lot of people know about that, right? Where they like walk up to some bones that they find and they all uh, touch the bones and move them around. And they'll even like bring, uh, they'll go somewhere else and get grass and leaves and twigs and things to put on top of the animal. Mm-hmm. That interesting. Other animals do it too. There's these birds, uh, magpies, that also, they're really, really smart for birds, I guess. <laughs> um, but they also do burial rituals along with uh, chimpanzees. Do elephants mourn every dead elephant or just, you know, the elephant? Yeah. It's got the matriarch. Yeah. So oh. they'll they'll mourn any dead any dead elephant that they come across. There was even a story where <laughs> this elephant trampled to death this these two people. And then before he ran away, he like buried them with some like dirt and some grass and stuff and then ran away. Well, that's nice. I was like, oh no, I'm sorry. I was wondering though of the grieving. It's it's interesting that it's across the board. If it was just designated for the matriarch when the matriarch died. How did the, how does the matriarch even get set? Did you get come across this in your research? Because you think about the lions, for example, and the male lion who takes over and he's in, he's in charge of the pride, and then another male comes in and they fight like goons. Yeah, they and they claw it. each other. How does it work with elephants? Is or they try and kill each other like I think monkeys, right? They like rip off the genitalia of some competing male. Yeah, then they look over at the females and they nod their heads and like me, right? You want me because I just showed yeah. you how tough I am. Dude, does this happen with elephants? Do, do other women uh, venture in into the group? What's a group of elephants called? A herd. <laughs> that seems so I think. simple. <laughs> I think <laughs> a herd of elephants. <laughs> That's right. I know you are right. It just, for some reason, I was thinking it had some really fancy name, like something that you. Yeah. Like a trumpet of elephants. Yeah. Even if it were a pack of elephants, that'd be kind of interesting because they're pachyderms. Yeah. Okay. A herd of elephants. But I wonder if, if anyone comes in and challenges the matriarch. And if they do, <laughs> it's probably peaceful and delightful. Yeah. Because they're ladies. I don't think that they do. I think it's about the. Uh, most senior female and how she knows like she's she she knows the different places to go to get water or to get food or to have a mud bath stuff like that role of the matriarch elephant elephants forever is this website <laughs> <laughs> is it a geosites website uh, close, Geocities, close, yeah, close enough uh, where does this when she dies, she is normally succeeded by the closest relative from the herd, usually the oh. oldest daughter. Uh, I wonder if there is a challenge, though. Overpowering is not a physical action. It may simply be the challenging of her authority or a decision on the part of the rest of the herd to elect a certain one as the leader. So it's democratic. How do they challenge the decisions of a matriarch? Like, Maybe. You know, they do that like subsonic like rumbling to speak to each other. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> like humans. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, different forms of communication. It is amazing. I think about, uh, you know, whales calling each other, and that does mean something, and I have no clue yes. what it is. Dolphins um, have names for each other. Like Echo. Yeah. Like Echo the dolphin. I no, but they'll like click and squeak and blip, blip, blop to each other, and it means their names. 
So there's different combinations. Yeah. They're, they're very smart creatures. They're so smart. I, I, I went deep sea fishing with pops once. It's not uh-huh. what I've ever called my dad in my life. I don't know why I just decided. Oh, Papa Russ. <laughs> I've never called him Pop. <laughs> but these dolphins followed the boat around. And every time we'd be reeling something in, uh, it took me. I was, I'm a big idiot. Because at first, you're reeling it in. You're like, wow, that's a, that's a fit. And then the dolphin would grab on. And then you'd really be fighting. Like, wow, this is, what did I get? Oh. This is huge. And then you realize it's just the dolphin. Because then just the fish's head comes up. And the dolphin is ripped off. <laughs> The rest of the, you're just feeding yeah. them. They're just falling around. They're laughing at you. They think, you know, I, I, because dolphins are so smart. Again, I like to bring this up as an example, but people laugh at other animals doing human things, uh, or like a chimp, for example, on a skateboard or driving a car, we would really laugh at, but I wonder if we look just as goofy to dolphins, like, especially <laughs> if we get in the water and try to swim and then they just laugh at us. They have, If they had their own YouTube videos, like, well, look at these videos of humans trying to yeah. swim in the water. And they just do the dolphin laugh that I can't, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I can't, I can't, can't mimic. Dolphins. What are dolphins, a group of dolphins called? What's that? What's a group of dolphins called? A pod. Good job. They can swim 30 miles an hour. Yeah, they're very fast. They shoot like bullets through the water, but um, and they recognize that they're the also the group of of mammals and things that recognize themselves in a mirror. How do they gauge such a thing? Because they put they put them in front of a mirror, and they'll put something so they'll so they'll see their reflection, you know. And some animals will think that they'll they'll like look behind the mirror to see if it's like the the bird or whatever is behind there, but then they'll put like a big red mark on them and see how they react to it. And then I guess they can kind of gauge as to whether they recognize themselves. And I think like chimpanzees and stuff will look in the mirror and like get stuff out of their teeth, you know, and look around their bodies that they can't see normally. Stuff like that. Man, chimps really gross me out. Oh, I think they're so cool. They're just what humans want to be. Like they're undignified humans. You know, they really are like, I think mentally, uh, they're like four or six years old as to like a human, mm-hmm. you know? So when you see like this, you know, the old chimpanzee, you know, wow, he's been at the zoo for, he's actually can be just as a brat as a four-year-old. <laughs> I feel like that makes sense. They are brats. Yeah, they are brats. All their behavior. It does surprise me how strong they are because you hear the stories of them ripping people's faces off. They're all muscle. Yeah, I guess to climb the way they do. Yeah. And you know why they rip off your genitals and your face? Why? Because the, those are attack things for them. So, yeah, they, they'll but if, if they don't want you to bite them, then they'll rip your face off. And I think that other animal, like, other male chimpanzees will show dominance by like maybe fucking them or something. So they rip off their genitals. I mean, that made sense before when you mentioned, you know, when the chimpanzees coming in and getting in a fight and trying to show it's the superior chimp, 
Yeah, ripping right. off the genitals. Again, the chimps disgust me because they're undignified humans. That's what humans would do. If there were no rules to society and you allowed male humans to go at each other to prove their worth, they would go after another dude's dick and they would just rip it off and then hold it up as a trophy over their well, head. Well, so many, I think people do that with words, you know? Like, I'm going to kick your, oh, fuck you, Bill, you stupid shit. You know, it's like they're just not doing it with action. Yeah, but you don't have to follow through at that point. You're right. Yeah. But, I mean, to actually rip off the genitals and then dry them out and put little, let the testes turn into, like, hard little seeds and it becomes a <laughs> rattle. That, chimpanzees? And you rattle it and it becomes a rattle. A rattle made out of a dried <laughs> dick. That would be amazing. Do you think one day chimpanzees will, like, evolve to a point where they're making toys and things for their kids <laughs> like that? The way that we... <laughs> I do, I do wonder about the evolution of other primates because, yeah. you know, we got here and, and this isn't the end. No. So over the course of, but you know, we're already more advanced. So if we saw it, we saw it starting to happen. We would kill them all probably. No, we wouldn't. But it, what ultimately is going to happen is it would still take, it would still take millions of years for them to evolve. And by then humans will have killed themselves off because we're yeah. again, not much better than chimps. And then that'll pave the way for chimps. Though, could you imagine if some other creature, like a, a hippo, became the dominant force of intelligence? But it doesn't have... They speak. They learn to speak with those yep. big mouths. But they don't have thumbs, so they can't do anything. Oh, yeah. They're also... Just another weird fact. They're pregnant for almost a year. Well... So that's a lot of time off of work. Is, is that really much... That's not too far off of the nine months. No. I guess another quarter and you get in yeah. there another three months, but like you're jumping back to the hippos pregnant. I know. It's just one thing I forgot. Did you know there are a million ants for every human in the world? One million. Did you know that there's a very specific ant that's only found in Manhattan? Ooh, really? It's called a Manhattan ant. Manhattan. Manhattan ant. I don't, I why, don't, why? it's only found between, it's strange. It's between 63rd and 76th streets. What? <laughs> In the Broadway medians. So Broadway up between 63rd and 76th has a median. Uh-huh. And uh, sometimes there's benches there, but apparently these ants only live there. Wow. It's an ant that seems similar to an ant. Uh, I think it was an ant from Europe, but. They've not been able to match it completely with any other of the 13,000 species of ants. Wow. And this is the only place it lives. They're New Yorkers. Hey, I'm walking here. I, I find ants sometimes in my apartment every spring. Oh, you get the teensy ones? They, they, the vines start to grow again. I have vines in the back of the building that spread across the windows. And they come back to life. And then ants come along with it. And then they get in. And then... If I see one, then I smash it because I always know that there's a, an ant. It's like the lead ant, and it's setting a scent. You know, they leave a scents. Scout. Yeah, they leave scents everywhere. Yeah. And if it leaves a scent that lets the other ants know this is a good place to go, they'll start coming in. But I like to think that if I kill it, it shoots out a scent that says, death, stay away. Yeah. <laughs> Does that work? I don't think that actually is how it works. Oh, okay. But I, do, I know what you mean. I don't like to kill any bugs, so... But I don't know. If I saw some in my kitchen, I might be a little afraid that there'd be more to follow. Speaking of uh, animals in New York. Well, before 
I did want to say that the one thing about this Manhattan ant, uh-huh. uh, it has a higher concentration of carbon in its body. Oh, oh, and, because of traffic? No, likely indicate in indicative of a high corn syrup diet. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Just eating the trash of humans, yeah. the leftovers of our high corn <laughs> syrup diets. Ugh. Does that mean that we we have more carbon in our bodies? Yeah, I don't know. Like the direct. There's cor- all kinds of bullshit uh, corn syrup and things you don't expect. I don't. Yeah, I, it's everywhere. Yeah. I don't know the correlation of why that creates more carbon. But, yeah, I don't either. But that's what the scientists said. I trust. Um, I trust. Let me tell you about. Let me tell you about some squirrels. <laughs> okay. Fill me in. You know. I, you know much. I love the squirrels and the squirrel. I know the squirrel whisperer. Is what yeah, you are making a sound that you call a squirrels over with. Wow. It works though. You think it that does. Doesn't... It came from across the park. They'll come over and they eat right out of my hand. Well, before the 19th century, there were no squirrels in Central Park or Harvard Square or Lafayette Park. Okay, what happened? They brought them in because they were making these parks and they were in the middle in the middle of cities and you know. They wanted to make the make things still feel like natural and um, not whimsical, but they wanted they wanted it to to be urban but uh, entertaining. So they wanted this cute squirrel, and they also brought in like sparrows and specific birds, like all those birds, those little brown little sparrows that you see in parks. Um, they brought all of those animals in, and a lot of people like loved it because they look so cute. Um, and then there became this sort of relationship between humans and squirrels. But then um, a lot of people were against them and said that they were just rats with, you know, fluffy tails and that they were um, constantly begging you for food and that it was annoying. Well, here's the, the, the thing, the argument that squirrels are just rats with fluffy tails. Yeah. Get out of here. They have rounder heads. They have necks. They have more of a neck. Like they're just the thing with the rat. Yeah. The rat's like a continuous body. True. And a rat will There's sit. a neck in there somewhere, but it's not as disconnected from its head and its body. No. And I know a rat will sit on its hind legs and eat with its hands, but it, it doesn't look the same. There's a, yeah. a cuteness to the squirrel. They're um, so cute. And they have cute ears. And some of those ones that are like in Canada have, are all fluffy eared. Those red ones. Yeah, here in New York in the city. I guess they're all the eastern gray squirrels, but there are some black ones that I prefer. Oh, man. We have some black squirrels around here, and I love see. It feels like I've won something when I see one. But they're still, those are still eastern gray squirrels. They just have a different color. And there's some rusty colored ones, too. Yeah. Don't get too excited. The, the, I do like the, I like the black ones. Uh, I found some discarded squirrels. They fell out of the nest babies months ago in September, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to do with them. And uh, the best thing was apparently to just leave them where they were. And the mom would maybe come back and get them. And whatever, I didn't trust this. But uh, I tried to find a place that would take them in and nobody would. And I guess this is just the way life goes. And they say, you know, this is the the beauty, the wonder of the natural world. Maybe these things die. But I took an old Tupperware container and put a sock in there with rice in it and heated the rice and then nailed that to the tree. And left the lid off and put the two squirrels in there. 
in the hopes that the mother would come back and find them. But I still have never walked past that intersection since because I assume they died. They're dead. They did not make it. You don't know that. You think that, well, this is the thing at this point, like Schrodinger's cat. I don't know because there's there's no answer. So maybe. They're both alive and dead for you. Yes. Okay. Because I was. You know, a a squirrel's front teeth never stop growing. I know that. Most rodents. Yeah. Nice. Rodare, which is Latin for gnaw. Nice, nice try with that one, Autumn, but you can't fool I'm sorry, me. Listen, just because you know a lot about squirrels. Rodents. Hamsters. I knew that the hamster had to constantly gnaw its teeth. If they don't, then they'll grow through. Yeah. It grows down through their mouth and jaw and lips. and. I think it's weird that I love seeing them, uh, the squirrels digging and then burying an acorn and then like patting all the dirt down around it. Apparently they remember. That's one thing. They'll bury a fucking acorn and they remember where it was. Yeah, but they they dig up other people's other squirrels' little stashes too. They no, don't know where all no, of theirs are. No, no, they're polite creatures. They've got they've got rules of society they live by. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't think so? No, it's true. They don't. They dig up other people's sometimes. You know, you're allowed to kill them. At least here in New York. Oh, you are? Well, if you hunt them by trap, it's uh-huh. le- it's illegal. But because they're considered nuisance animals, they don't they don't have that many protections. Scatter hoarders, squirrels with multiple caches of food, have a difficult time keeping an eye on all their hidden food. Fellow squirrels or birds often take advantage of this for a free meal. Well, the birds, I can understand. Because those, those things have no dignity. They can dig up to a foot to find their acorn. They can smell it. I think about that with mice. Now, when why does the why does a mouse come into your apartment? It smells yeah. something. It's not just coming in for the sake of it. It smells something. It could be coming in for warmth. Well, I think yes, they come into the buildings and they live in buildings because it's warmer. Especially that's I think there's an influx in the winter. But you're right that they could just wander in. But I think they tend to leave because. There's movement inside the apartment. They'll rather live in the wall. Uh, but they, they, these things can apparently smell. Like you leave a kernel of, mm-hmm. of, of, you know, a combo out. A little pepperoni pizza combo crumb falls off. And then the thing comes. In my case, cheddar cheese. You like the cheddar because the cheddar comes with the pretzel outside. Yeah, I, I like that one better. The The pizza one. I don't love pizza flavor. You know, like I love a banana, but I hate banana runts. I hate things that taste of banana. It's the same thing with pizza. I love pizza, but I don't like things that taste of pizza. It's just paprika. Paprika. At that point, I think that's all the taste is, isn't it? It's uh... it's more than that. It's like oregano and garlic and. Man, you're missing out. Those, Those pepperoni pizza combos. The, I'm so hungry. The pizza goldfish. Pizza. The pizza Pringles. Mm. Did you know <laughs> that the extinct colossal <laughs> penguin was six and a half feet tall? No, I did not know that. That's as tall as LeBron James. No. Think about <laughs> no, a penguin as tall as LeBron James. No, it's James. not. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it's true. No. How, yes. tall, how tall is it? Six point six feet. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, LeBron James is six nine, but we'll give you. I'll give you but that. Still, 
Well, I, I just said, I'm sorry. I said, I said no at first because I thought you said just six, which is huge for a penguin. Six. That's huge. Can you imagine a penguin towering over you like that? Just like. <laughs> what was your path to get to this? This information on these penguins. So you started with hippos. They also, they also ask to be the mate of their penguin when they, I think they mate for life. They bring them a rock. And they're like, will you be my boyfriend? You be my girlfriend? What about though, you know, when they leave? Yeah. The, they, they go off. One of them goes off. Doesn't the female go off and the male like sits on the egg for a little bit until the lady yeah, comes? Yeah, I think they switch back and forth, right? Yeah, but then sometimes they get killed by seals and, and then they just sit there and wait and they don't know because they don't have cell phones or anything. or no. Yeah, no, then they freeze to death. They just think that their lover's coming back and they don't. What a sad, oh. sad. So sad. And but, sometimes their babies get lost. Like they get, you know, they, they, they wander too far and then they can't find their moms or dads or whoever to like sit on them and make them warm and then they freeze to death. I the baby penguin, which we've just spent 20 minutes looking at its cuteness, will soon be dead. You know, the emperor penguin, which is still alive, is 3.6 feet tall. That's pretty tall. And that's big. But think about double that. I know. I, I am. That's crazy to come, to come across such a thing. Um, I, I, I asked you how you got to this. I want to oh. know. I want to know the, the flow chart. You started with hippos. Yeah, but then it just, I mean, and then, okay, so it was hippos, and then, oh, I forgot to tell you about the um, huntsman spider. Well, hold on. (laughs) Because after hippos, it was huntsmen, and then it was dolphins, and then it was elephants. So were you clicking on Wikipedia? Were you just, sorry, I hit my microphone. (laughs) Edit that out. No. Never. It's too much work for me. I'm too lazy. That's why it's live to tape mostly. Not because okay. I want things to remain authentic, but because I'm lazy. Um, okay. So, <laughs> Hippo, and you're on Wikipedia. What are you looking at? No, I'm looking at uh, a lot of them. A lot of this information came from like stupid little kid websites, you know? <laughs> like, hippos are wacky. Look at this weird thing they do. And it was like the poop spraying out of the butt. And it's pretty wacky. <laughs> yeah. But then other ones were more, you know, like once you get into animals that are like endangered, you know, like I think it was the elephant and something else, you know, it gets more like, uh, oh, I, was it the penguin? I don't remember. But it, it gets more uh, serious. You know, like these, you know, there's only this many left. Yeah. Well, preservation. Preservation is an important part of when talking about the animals. You should create one of those sad animal commercials where they show the shivering dogs. Yeah. With any. You should you should make them with cockroaches. Oh yeah. <laughs> See. And they're out on the street and they have a little <laughs> sign. See if. Will, will cockroach for food? Put a put a cockroach. Under an upside down glass, so it's trapped. Yeah. <laughs> and set it to this music, Sarah and McLaughlin. Then, and then, so you see it in the glass, and you see him like standing up against the glass, like trying to get out. And then it, uh, the camera focuses in the in the um, 
foreground? Is that the one where you see the thing in front of you? Mm-hmm. Yes, the foreground. And then it's like another cockroach looking at it. And it's its lover or something. McLaughlin's playing and the uh, roach is on its back. Oh, it's struggling to tur- to flip over. Wonder, it's stuck in a glue trap. I wonder if it would have the same impact. Or, yeah, the glue traps. I think of, uh, I had moths once and I set out one of these traps. And my God, oh. there were so many trapped in it. It's so sad. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's, I, feel, I feel bad killing anything. Except for animals that I'm going to eat. I will kill a roach. Which I've never done. I will smash a roach to bits. Oh, I can't. I can't. I just, okay, For some animals are so big. I'm sorry, some insects are so big that it's so gross to kill them. It's like killing a small dog. I agree to an extent. Like those big cockroaches, those ones that are not even really roaches or something else. There is a There is a limit. I don't know what that limit is, but if you were to ask me to smash a tarantula, for example. Yeah, that's too big. Well, or how about a huntsman spider? Huntsman spiders are really big and they're really long legs and they're really scary looking because they're so big, but they actually have really weak venom, but they're super fast and they can move 40 times their body size in one second. What's their body size? I don't know. It's little, but I mean, it's, you know, (laughs) but LeBron, um, Hussein Bolt, is like he moves he's the fastest human on earth right he's he can run 5 times his body in a second so this thing can run 3 feet per second yeah which is yeah fast for Isn't that mo- crazy? most bugs and i to go back to the cockroach if a cockroach was the size of a person yeah let's th- say not standing up if it were to stand up on its butt it's 6 feet tall but so it's 6 feet long they're already so fast if they could maintain that same speed, like in proportion. Ooh, yeah. And if it was warm enough and they'd fly. And they would eat you. If they were the same size as us, they would they would eat us probably. Yeah. Thank God the bugs aren't as big as uh, as us. You know, they used to be during the Cretaceous period. Yeah, I'm looking. They were. Yeah. The dragonflies that quite often you would they would show in cartoons. I'm yeah. Lo- huge. I'm looking at the Huntsman spider. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty... Where does it live? Is this the one that lives in Puerto Rico? Maybe. I thought also Australia, because I think Australia is just full of spiders. That's all they have there. Australia is filled with very strange... Everything will kill you in Australia. Everything. Australia is trying to kill you. Are there big spiders in Puerto Rico? There are many large spiders and tarantulas. So uh, maybe it's not the Huntsman, but... Uh, I had a friend who sent me a picture of this giant spider in the Airbnb that he and his <laughs> wife rented in Puerto Rico. And yeah, it was so it's not something you want to smash. You have to try to chase it out. Yeah, but then it can jump. <laughs> it like jumps onto you. You're trying to be gentle with a broom, like scoot it out of your house. And then it hops onto you and it crawls on you. And again, it's not really going to hurt you if it bites you. It does have really big fangs, which it will. It could bite you, but it won't. You'll just get swollen. It'd probably be like if an ant that size bit you. Hey, ant bites are insane sometimes. Aren't they when they get so hot? I sat in an ant hill once when I was a kid. <gasps> and they, and luckily it was, your, oh. it was, it was black ants, which still uh-huh. it itched and it hurt. But then luckily it wasn't fire ants or something. Yeah. But I was so embarrassed. Like we were, the ice cream truck, truck had come through the neighborhood 
and we just sat down and I didn't realize and they were biting me and then I didn't want anyone else to know and I just like ran home and cried and then got into (laughs) I got into the tub and then my mom called poison control but everything was fine but yeah sitting in the anthill that was not a fun thing I I would like to state going back the huntsman spider apparently does live in Puerto Rico also so oh okay good did you know male koalas have two penises and female koalas have two vaginas? And I did want to talk about marsupials because marsupials are crazy. They have their babies before they're born. Like they have them when they're still like little fetus, like tiny little fetuses. And then they have to crawl their way up into the mom's titty. And then it hangs out there for months and then it finally is okay. Isn't it? Why? Why? Why is that the way it has to be? Why don't they just gestate in their bodies the way that everybody else does? Maybe there's a reason that's safer. Whatever environment they grew up in. Kangaroos, for example. Maybe the vagina and the female kangaroo is uh, not big enough. Yeah. And so it just has to crawl out and grows into that. That was the thing on The Simpsons that people think like the inside of a kangaroo pouch would be nice and cozy (laughs) it's actually gross and filled with mucus (laughs) that was on the simpsons there was i I thought yes bart or someone crawled in (laughs) thinking yeah i don't know i forget exactly what it was i have not watched an episode of the simpsons which yeah this is not me saying i'm so i just realized i haven't watched one in a very long time yeah it really lost a lot as it as it's been on the air way too long. Even, but even the old episodes, remember how they were prevalent and you would watch them constantly and it was a big part Yeah, well, remember it. when it was a big deal that they were on FXX? It was like every episode of The Simpsons ever. Yeah, and then Disney now somehow has the rights because they got the yeah. Fox. It's so strange. Disney yeah. now owns The Simpsons. Um, the koala, did you know that the koala has such intricate fingerprints so close to humans that they could contaminate conceivably if it's very unlikely, but they can contaminate a crime scene if they, <laughs> if they put their paws all over things. Pesky koalas always walking in and out of crime scenes. But I was looking at the penis here. The DA is like koalas. The, 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 <laughs> the male koala is a double headed penis and females have two vaginas and a third birthing vagina. <laughs> that's too many vaginas <laughs> did you look up pictures of this thing no should we look up pictures of this thing have you ever looked yeah. up the picture of a duck's penis oh yes I have and they're like like barbed yeah there's the ko- vagina. alright there's the koala's wang interesting <laughs> oh I can't get a good look I just see koalas kissing well, oh, I see its penis. Ew, why does it look like that? It looks like a snail. <laughs> yeah, well, your own time. <laughs> Let's not spend what? any more of our show looking. What is this one? There's a whole website dedicated to animal gen- genitalia. Yeah, I think I have heard about that. They're all ways to like fuck up another animal sperm that might already be inside the female like a human penis head like scoops it out 
when it comes out, when it draws out of the vagina. And then I think with the ducks, I think it's the same thing. The corkscrew? What does it do? Oh, corkscrew. I thought it was like barbed. I think that's I guess a, cat. That's a dog. A cat. Oh, a cat. Okay, a cat. Corkscrew penis? Don't, you going to look up a picture of that? Yeah. <laughs> this, this show has devolved into just looking up pictures of animals. Weens. Oh, it's really teensy. It's corkscrewed. Man, these have you ever seen a duck mate with another female duck? They basically drown her. They like grab her on top. They all are flying after her and then they just land on her even if she's in the water and they're all humping her and she's dying. Well, I guess she lives, but yeah, it fine. seems like she's dying. Obviously, she does need to live else the, <laughs> the purpose is defeated. It seems like all animal sex is rape. Well, that's why. Unless you... you're a mammal. I feel like mammals are like, come get me. I'm ready. Well, no, I, I know what you're saying, but still. They like, sent their, they have their little like their weird pee that comes out and they flick it around with their tails. And it's like telling some male that she's ready to mate. Yeah. But then and he can smell it from 500 miles away. The male still, they just, <laughs> they just come and do their stupid thing. Yeah. Just proving what dumb animals they actually are. This is where the insects get it right. Where the female, you know, there's many instances, the praying mantis being one, other uh, spiders where spiders do that, yeah. they kill the male. That's it. There you go. You want- oh, I forgot. Another thing about the huntsman spider is <laughs> they have they they have these little tiny little arms that are specifically for jerking themselves off, taking the sperm and shoving it into the female huntsman spider into her vagina and then running away because if they do it with if he does it with his genitals only then he has a higher risk of being eaten afterwards yeah smart just shove it in there and run smart the way to do it that's right (laughs) look if you're protecting your life of that most most of them are dumb enough they go and then they get their heads eaten after the fact, yeah. but if you want like, to stop, yeah, if, hot. if you want to talk, stop stupid men who say, I just can't, I, I'm a man. I got needs. Yeah. If, yeah. if things were a little different where females, women were bigger than males and they could decapitate them after the, like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You can't control yourself anymore. Chump. Yeah, that's uh, right. Your needs. Uh, I can't, I can't help it. I, that's, this is the smart way to go about things, but you know, sadly mammals have gotten it backwards. Did you know that a female ferret will die if it goes into heat and can't find a mate? No, that's a shame. That's a shame. Less less ferrets in the world. Wow. What a what a sad. What what kills it? What kills the thing? I don't know. Is it the poison? <laughs> Is it the poison that's backed up of not having sex? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I like, I like you really did. Uh, That's all I knew. That's all I found. So then, so then I stopped looking up specific animals and I just found a website with information. A housefly hums in the key of F. Oh yeah. It's like trying to match the pitch of a vacuum or a lawnmower. The bat is the only mammal that can fly and its leg bones are so thin that no bat can walk. Why does it even have legs at all? It's me matching a pitch. 
Which one is that? Oh, okay. The vacuum cleaner? Yeah. Hmm. All right, here's a microwave. So the fly and the key of F. Here's my vibrator. <laughs> yeah, that that's that if we lead off the show with that or put it in the description, we'll get yeah. the most. What was that last fact you said about something little leg bones? A bat. A bat has such thin little legs that it can't ever walk. Oh, poor bat, but it can perch upside down. Yeah, I mean it hangs upside down. That's fine, because there's no weight on the legs, but I mean, is that eventually just like what we're talking about? Like once the, you know, what did we say? The hippos, if there's a world where the hippos take over, will there be a point where there's the bats have no legs? Oh, or like whale skeletons where they have their little like leftover hip bones that haven't disappeared yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One where, day. Where they're still there. Where if they can do that on snakes. They, yeah, yeah. You can see where the little legs used to be. So one day, hippo scientists will be dissecting bats, and they'll be like, wow, there used to be legs there. Except they won't be. I bet they were so small that they couldn't walk on them. They won't be. And then the other children will be like, wow, I'm going to remember this and write in my book report. But they won't be dissecting or writing book reports because they don't have opposable thumbs. They would just oh, be speaking. Shit. I just like the world where hippos speak a language. They, they talk with those giant mouths. Bye, 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 bye. That's that's what I would like to think. Well, do you have anything else you would like to share? I love that a lot of these facts, they are, you can tell you got them from kids' websites because they're the just- The only mammals to undergo menopause are elephants, humpback whales, and human females. Wow. I think they're just animals that live, that have periods, A, and then B, oh wait, are mammals, and then C, live a long time. I think most mammals have, like dogs get periods. Yeah, but they don't live as long. So you're just saying they just don't live long enough to go through menopause? Yeah. Okay. Like if a dog were, I mean, how, how old's the oldest dog, I wonder? I wonder if it went through menopause. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. I don't, there's a lot of research. And do dogs have periods every month? No. Blue. They have like seasons. Bluey was the officially the oldest dog ever recorded and verified. He lived to be 29 years and five months. Wow. Old Bluey lived between 1910 and 1913. Wait, that can't be right. Why? Eight. Wait, 1910 oh, to nine. I said I said 13. I don't. I, I meant 39. Oh, okay. I don't know why I said 13. 1910 to 1939. What is the oldest dog alive today? Well, who knows? But Bluey comes up again. Oh, Bluey. So, look, you can do a follow-up. We'll have a quick follow-up episode at some point. Uh, okay. no, menopause and mammals. Butch. Butch was 28 years old. Taffy. Yeah. Taffy was 27 years, 211 days. Taffy? I'd like, to, I'd like you to know that Bluey was an Australian cattle dog lived in Australia. Uh, Butch was a beagle, lived in the United States. Taffy was a Welsh collie in the United Kingdom. Louie probably uh, didn't die from old age. He's probably bit by a spider that's trying to kill you in Australia. Megabite. 
uh, was a chihuahua that lived 20 years, 265 days. Megabyte? Megabyte. That's the stupidest dog name. And what about? I hope the owner also died that day. What about Piccolo? You like the name Piccolo for a dog? Yeah, a little bit. What about Winston Raw? Winston Raw. <laughs> Winston Raw. What a delete doogie. Winston Raw was a schnoodle. Lived, <laughs> lived 20 years, 154 days. Oldest cats. Oldest living organisms. Did you know that there's a jellyfish that can live perpetually forever? I did know that. It like resumes or like goes back to its baby form. It, it doesn't doesn't matter. It's a jellyfish. It has no fucking clue it's alive. So what's the point? Creme Puff was a cat that lived 38 years and three days. A tabby mix. Oh, I feel, yeah. Cats live way longer than dogs. Same owner as Grandpa Rexus Allen, which was. That's also the stupidest name. Which was uh, the cat that lived 34 years and two months. This was a good owner, though. This owner took care of these cats. Yeah, they all wanted to die. They're like, "Oh, kill me!" I probably they probably never made it into the litter box anymore. That place, this guy, he has the oldest living cats alive, and you knew that before you even walked into his house because you could smell the sulfur from outside his door. His neighbors hated him. <laughs> I'm looking up a picture of Creme Puff. The cat in 1996. Like, put that cat down. Like, no, I'm trying to win a record. Oldest cat alive. That cat's half dead. The the creme puff in 1996, age 29, still had another nine years to go. Looks great. It's eyesight. eyesight. And then you pet those old cats, and it's like petting a bunch of rocks under a blanket. Okay, we have one more fact to hit us with. Uh, A snail can sleep for three years at a time. There you you go. Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) I hope that if you didn't like animals before, that this changed your mind. Also, please support our sponsor, HoffandPepper.com. You can get 15% off some really great locally made small batch hot sauce at HoffandPepper.com. Use our code one topic fifteen for fifteen percent off. Do it. Bye. Hey Greg. Hey Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? You know, I do like hot sauce, but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without Mm. any additives or extracts. A company that uses local peppers so it's as fresh as possible. And a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what? Let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's got to be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients, what? zero fillers, huh? additives, or extracts, 
and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hoff Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no. Tell me, please, now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code one topic 15 Hold on. That's... Yes. Get a pen and paper. One topic 15 Good. That's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. Welcome.